Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner Man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, folks. It means a ton. It means a lot. Also, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast, man, whether it is uh, in your Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Breaker, the whole nine there, like, comment, subscribe, share, means a ton, means a lot. But today, folks, we're going to do a recap of Texas versus ULM, the game that happened on Saturday night at DKR. But prior to that, folks, let's get into our sponsors, folks. First sponsor is BetUS.com. Get 125% sign-up bonus using the code Nino's Corner or go into the description. Click that link down there, folks. Get you 125% um, you know, you know, sign-up bonus. So, folks, when you go bet on the next game, whether it is um, the Clemson versus Georgia Tech game here on Monday or Texas versus Alabama next week, Hit there, betus.com, 125% sign-up bonus. Next sponsor, folks, is Manscaped. Get twenty, yeah, get free worldwide shipping and 20% off using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Again, folks, free worldwide shipping and 20% off any one of your purchases using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Folks, but today we're going to get back and talk about the recap of Texas versus ULM. Folks, Texas wins the game. I am so excited and so happy about the game. Texas won that game 52 to 10, folks. Great game by Texas. Um, started off a little shaky on the offensive side of the ball with Quinn Ewers actually throwing an interception on the second pass of the game. Could have been an interception on that first pass of the game as well, but it looks like Worthy kind of broke that up. However, um, since that moment, a great uh, a game of adjustments from Coach Sharkeesian and, and staff to basically get that offense on track. So first off, folks, we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball, and then we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball, and then we're going to end this. It's going to be a really quick podcast here, folks. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, after Quinn throws the interception on the first uh, drive, he comes back in that second drive, and that offense clicks and does some really good things, folks. I was very, very excited to see uh, the maturation process of a guy like JT Sanders. JT Sanders did the wonderful things. We've been talking about Sanders for a while here, here on this channel. You can go back, you can you know listen to my podcast, you know, with just me by myself. My podcast with you know guys like Texas Football Talk and you know Stephen from FP and you know Texas Homer and you know Locked On Longhorns and you know like Lando Show and all those guys. We always talk about um, just the need for a very um, uh, successful tight end in this offense. And I had all the hope that JT Sanders was going to be that guy and be the most explosive tight end that Texas has had here on campus since one Jermichael Finley, man. Jermichael Finley, you know, he was definitely a beast. However, um, Sanders did a great job here. Uh, 85 yards, if I'm not mistaken, six catches. Uh, two of those catches, folks, were explosive plays. And on the receiving side of the house, explosive plays are plays that are 20 yards or more. On the rushing side of the house, those are plays that are 15 plays, well, 15 yards or more. JT Sanders had two plays that, you know, you know, that were 25 yards more, one for a touchdown, one for just a flick of the wrist pass from Quinn Ewers there, I think in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. So having a guy like that stretch the defense, folks, you have a tight end who can get down the seam, do great things, stretch those safeties, uh, get the linebackers to get out of the box. And what does that do, folks? 
frees up the game for Bijan Robinson. And we saw Bijan eat pretty well last night. And, and look, folks, I'm going to pull up just a couple of stats just from Bijan Robinson. And Bijan had a great game, folks. As a guy that, uh, you know, I think I have him down as what, 10 carries, 71 yards. So, well, basically 7.1 yards per attempt, folks. Um, and he had one explosive play from the rushing side of the house, but Bijan also caught the ball very well. And if I'm not mistaken, Bijan had one explosive play that ended in a touchdown. Um, I think it was, uh, no, it wasn't, a, it wasn't an explosive play. It was a 16 yard catch for a touchdown, but it was a touchdown catch. Um, it would have been an explosive play if that play would have been 20 yards or more. And he had the distance to go, which is he, he needed 16 yards for a touchdown. So Bijan was very good in this game. Uh, one thing I do want to say about this Texas offense, this Texas offense um, was was a very explosive offense, not in the sense that we were looking for, hoping that we would get that explosive play from Quinn to Xavier Worthy. However, we did get um, a nice clip of explosive plays. Casey Kane had one that was 43 or 44 yards. Um, uh, uh, you know, JT Sanders had two plays that were explosive. Um, Bijan had an explosive run. Rojo had an explosive run. If I'm looking at those first two quarters in which Quinn Ewers dominated, Texas was averaging, um, had an explosive play rate, folks, of uh, one, one out of every 10 plays, so 10% in the first quarter, and in the second uh, quarter, around 12%, folks. Uh, so you're looking at an average of one out of every 10, one out of every nine plays, Texas was getting a play that was either 15 yards in the ground or 20 yards in the air. It's very, very good for an offense to um, have that ability to have that quick strike ability to get chunks of yardage when necessary. On the flip side, folks, for for ULM, uh, they had an explosive play rate over that same period, uh, 0% in the second quarter, 5% in the first quarter, um, which is not what you want. So Texas' defense was doing their, their thing when it came to stopping the explosive plays and the successful plays of ULM. But we're talking about the defense here later. But getting back to the offensive side of the ball, I just want to say, hey, if you guys saw the game, which I'm pretty sure if you're here, you more than likely saw the game, um, we didn't get those chunk plays to Xavier Worthy, folks, they're coming. They're coming. They got to get back on track. And I talked about this with Texas football talk here just a little bit earlier today. And, uh, you know, talking to Jeremy, you know, basically I was saying that when Quinn threw that first interception, you can see he was kind of waiting for stuff to get open before throwing deep balls. And so he didn't have the touch that I think he needed to make those throws. Um, but he was very comfortable with the underneath. Um, and the check downs was doing very good there and moving the ball like we're supposed to move. Um, but I, Folks, this is a long season. We got at least 11 more games, at least 11 more games. We're going to have those games where Quinn is going to get on track with his wide receivers. I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. Xavier Worthy and, and, and Quinn are roommates. They're going to be on the same page, folks. It is going to happen. Bookmark it. It is what it is. You might see it this weekend against Alabama. Um, good game by, you know, Casey Kane. Casey Kane being a guy to be able to take a, a quick pass and turn it up for 43 yards was, was something extraordinary. Like I said, we already talked about JT Sanders. We talked about the emergence, folks, of um, Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan Brooks had a really good game, folks. Touchdown. His vision. His vision is 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 almost second to none on this team. He has great vision, great footwork, and that was um, you know basically shown here in this game uh, with just the amount of carries that he had in the vision that he had to to get that touchdown there. I think in the third or fourth quarter, uh, Rojo. We know what we got in Rojo, team leader, guy that's going to play on Sundays. Had a great game as well. Bijan is Bijan. It is what it is. Wouldn't have to say anything else. 
Um, what I really want to harp on here, folks, I really want to harp on that that young Texas offensive line. I want to say just how great Kelvin Banks Jr. did at that left tackle position. I want to say how great he did when he was next to um, Hayden Connor. Great left side. Amazing. Um, Jake Majors did a really, really good job at the center position. I think, to be all honest, folks, uh, I had a um, a fantasy draft for Locked on Longhorns, you know, so Jay Davis, and I said, hey, Locked on Longhorns, Jake Majors is my third most important player here on the Texas team. And he goes, why? I said, it's not about the talent standpoint. It's about we have one center that has had in-game reps, and that has been Jake Majors over the last two years, and he cannot get hurt. I need him for 12 games. And he shined this game, and that was great. Um, great. We need Jake Majors to play that exact style of ball, that that exact kind of ball here for the rest of the season. Uh, going over to the right tackle, I'm sorry, the right guard position, having a guy like Cole Hudson, uh, another freshman that came in and did great things, seamless guy, blocked very well, especially paired in between Jake Majors. And I'm going to say the guys who I think was the star to me of the line last night, and that's Christian Jones. Christian Jones moving from the left tackle to the right tackle position. Guys, Quinn Ewers hardly had any pressure on him last night. Those bookends at tackles between Kelvin Banks Jr. and Christian Jones was extraordinary. I'm telling you, folks, Christian Jones moving to that right side, having his more dominant foot, uh, you know, be on the outside to where he can kick back. It's wonderful. And I think that's his natural position. And I think he has an opportunity if he continues to play like that to be drafted or make somebody's roster next year. I know people think, oh, Nino, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. No, I'm just seeing what we've seen here. Christian Jones against ULL last year was, was you know, for, let's be honest, didn't have the best of game last year. He was coming into his own towards the end of the season. Um, but now you've gotten a guy, I think, who is really where he should be at that right tackle position and opened up for a guy like Kelvin Banks Jr. to go to his natural position of left tackle you're seeing exactly how this line can uh, work as a cohesive unit here at Texas. So that that starting offensive line, I thought, did an amazing job, a beautiful job. Great pocket was set up here, you know, for Quinn Ewers and team. And I think it, it, it worked wonders. Now, I want to talk about the backups that came in. Honestly, I'm, honestly I'll talk about one person. I'm going to talk about uh, Connor Robinson. Connor Robinson came as a backup center there in the third and the fourth quarter, and he played outstanding. And to see him play um, coming as a true freshman and get some snaps, in-game snaps at center, makes me more at ease to understand that if something does happen to Jacob Majors, we do have guys like Logan Parr that, that can come in as well, but also some young blood as well. And Connor Robinson, he played very well last night. Um, he's a little bit undersized compared to, you know, like, you know, to the other guys. I think he's around 290, 295 or so. He's going to put on weight to get stronger, but he held up. He held up to the, to the test there against ULM and he played very well, made me feel much more comfortable with that center position, knowing that that, that, that guy from Westlake came in and did his thing. That freshman offensive line folks, that freshman offensive line class for this year. It's a good one folks. We're going to have some great lines here for the next few years, barring injury. And I'm excited to see those guys. We saw Agbo play. We saw DJ Campbell have a, you know, I think three or four snaps as well. Um, we saw big Ken Williams play right tackle, you know, I think in the fourth quarter as well. So they were in there, you know, basically just to, uh, to a run block, but, um, seeing those guys in the field and just seeing their, their mass, you know, just, just shows exactly what Cal Flood wanted. And it shows exactly what Cal Flood got here on the line. Uh, but folks, let's swap to the defensive side of the ball. Now we talked about the offensive line. Now let's talk about the defensive line last year. 
we had plenty of reports that said that the defensive line was going to be stellar because they were dominating the offensive line last year. And we just came to the fact that the offensive line wasn't what we thought they were last year. And since they weren't what we thought, the defensive line wasn't what we thought either. I thought the defensive line got pushed back a lot last year. Um, and, it, and, and it was disheartening to see the uh, team, uh, you know, like that on the, the uh, trenches side of the house there. But last night, folks, we got a lot of push. Um, Coburn, man, Coburn, he did great things. I mean, having the sack up there from the middle, um, and he, he he did great things last night. I think I thought Coburn from the interior defensive line aspect last night um, was probably the the most efficient, the most fluent, the most um, volatile, the most uh, 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 nasty player in the inside last night. He took on double teams. He was able to split a few. He, he got sacks. He pushed the pocket back. That is the Coburn that I have been wanting to see on a continuous basis, and it seemed like that motor did not go out the whole game. And I think the motor didn't go out the whole game because not only do we have Colburn, but we've got like Byron Murphy behind him. We got a Vernon Broughton, right? We got a um, a Sweat. We got a Ojemo. We got guys that are really good, and they're finally being developed here in Texas because they've been in the system for more than one year, and they're getting some continuity there, and they're playing with each other and for each other. You know, that's the main thing. This Texas defensive line is playing for themselves for each other, and you're seeing it. When Coburn came out and Byron Murphy came in, you're like, oh, my, this boy can ball too. He was taking on double teams all night. Wonderful thing to see. Ojemo leaves, and you have a guy like Vernon Broughton and Trevande Schweck come in, guys. Great, great, great effort. Um, the team didn't skip a beat. That defensive line had a great job. Now, let's talk about the edges here for a minute. We saw a guy like Baron Sorrell come in and had two sacks last night, either one and a half or two sacks. But guess what, folks? In that one game, if it's two sacks, he he damn near had just as many sacks uh, in one game this year than anybody on the Texas defense had the entirety of last year. I think Ben Davis led the team in sacks with two or two and a half sacks. But Baron Sorrell had two sacks himself last night. He played amazing. He played amazing. Tucker Dorsey, Jalen Ford played really well last night, folks. I mean, very well last night to where they were in there in their gaps they were in their position to be able to stop the ball um you didn't hear a lot from them and i thought that was good because guess what if you didn't hear a lot from them it's because those guys up front were taking care of business and that was great but they did so damn good of a job that it was able that they were able to put over sean where i think pk has been wanting to do with him since he's got here and it's made him his personal chess piece and put him all over the field and we saw Overshawn on that goal line play when ULM uh, faked the handoff and the quarterback was going to bootleg and he had nothing but grass in front of him. Overshawn comes from behind him, tackles him for a five-yard loss, um, and he basically saved four points there for Texas. That was going to be a touchdown. Um, they ended up having to settle for a field goal, and uh, that was the only points that they had prior to going into the fourth quarter. Um, so kudos to you know, you know to Overshawn, who I think is going to be a game changer this year. He's one of my favorite players at Texas, and you know he's one of those guys you're like, I just want to see so much more from him, and I think we're finally going to see it because we're utilizing Overshawn the way that he should be. Because now we have the players to be able to put him where we fit, where, where where we feel that we have a matchup, a, a a mismatch, and put him on the weakest link on that on that offensive line, or or put him up to where he can get to the quarterback as soon as possible. We saw him last night. Uh, edge rush. We saw him drop back sometimes in coverage. We saw him play middle linebacker. He was all over the place. 
Thought that was great. Thought that was wonderful to see. The defensive side of the ball, folks, the defensive backs, Ryan Watts, man, is he a physical specimen? Great game, great stoppage of the run. He stopped the run very well last night. He's a big guy, man. Um, and so he's playing the boundary, you know, um, you know, corner. And we're seeing Jamison playing the field corner. And I think that's perfect. Um, so it's not that one guy's playing left the whole time and one guy's playing right the whole time like we've seen in the past. We're seeing guys play field and boundary. And with Jamison playing the field, I think this is perfect because he has the speed, he has the instincts to be able to jump passes and jump routes um, and, and take to the house like he did last night. Jamison took uh, um, an interception for a pick six for a touchdown. He also blocked a punt last night. The Keelan Robinson ended up picking up for a touchdown. So Deshaun Jamison alone, Accounted for 14 points uh, for that Texas team. And so kudos to Deshaun Jamison, the baby shark, man. And, yes, I called him the baby shark because I still remember Jeff McCullough being the shark and Jamison being the baby shark. So I'm going to always call him baby shark because Jeff McCullough is definitely one of my favorite players when he was here. I loved watching him play as well. Um, Jaron Thompson. Jaron Thompson being one of those guys that can line up people and be the guy to have that communication piece. We're seeing that he is probably one of those guys with some of the most football smarts and instincts that you have in this team. You see, he's continuously talking to the linebackers, continuously talking to the, uh, you know, you know, to that defensive line, to the other defensive backs as well, and getting guys in position. And that is a beautiful thing to see because this team, you didn't see him talk a lot last year. You know, they were just running. You know, they were playing afraid not to fail. This team now is playing. Uh, uh, they're they're not afraid to fail because they know what they're doing they know exactly what they're doing they're playing fast and they're playing fluid and they're playing effortlessly and it's good to see and anthony cook's one of my favorites too man so he's a guy that has experience everywhere we've seen him play cornerback his his um his freshman year you saw him play nickel here last year as well now you're seeing him play and transition to the safety position which i think is going to be probably his his best position that he's been here since since he's been in texas and you're seeing what he can do as a piece a smart guy that's been in the program for a while, um, a former five-star guy, and you're seeing that he's going to have some good plays here. I like what we have in the defensive backfield. And, guys, I want to talk about the last guy I want to talk about, folks, is Jalen Gilbo from that Golden Triangle, that uh, that guy from PA, from Port Arthur. And when I saw him play earlier in high school and, um, you know, during the spring game and stuff, I gave him a comp of a guy like Cedric Griffin when he was here at Texas. And everybody knows Cedric Griffin. We used to call him Sed G when he was in a, in a college here. Um, I was his RA, by the, by the way. It's kind of weird. I'm getting old. But, um, yeah, you know, but Sed G, man, Cedric Griffin was one of those guys, very physical. I mean, a very physical player that played a long time in the league because he was so physical. I think he played for the Vikings and I think the Washington Redskins as well. But a very, very physical guy at the cornerback position. Um, but looking at a guy like Gilbo last night, seeing him blitz and seeing him be able to stop the run and every play that he was in, he was in there like nine to 10 plays last night. He was disruptive in every play. Reminded me a lot of Quandre Diggs, a bigger Quandre Diggs. Now I know it's just Louisiana Monroe folks. I know it is. I know you're telling me, Nino, put the Kool-Aid down, but I can't put the Kool-Aid down right now. I've been sipping all night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But man, look, man. Wonderful game, wonderful uh, gameplay, wonderful adjustments from Coach Sarkeesian and team. Um, I think that's exactly why Gary Patterson was brought here. The script for the opening drive and the opening quarter was basically torn to shreds 
the once Quinn Ewers threw that interception. So now it was time to see how Texas was going to adapt, and damn, did they adapt. They had a great showing since that interception. Quinn settled down, was able to find the, the right passes, was able to find the, the right players for completions and yardage, and did a great thing. So, hey, folks, on that note, man, I'm going to end this. We're 20 minutes in. Um, let me know what you think in the comments. How did you think Texas performed in this game? I think they had a masterful game. Let's look at how they're going to play against Alabama here. And I look forward to talking to you guys. And I got some good news coming up for you for the next game, but we'll see. But on that note, folks, man, hook them all day long. I tell you guys, I got to tell you all the time, do you. Don't be afraid to feel like grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Daniel's Corner, I'm out. Horns always up.